Blog Talk Radio. Nation, welcome to TSR Live, episode 101. I'm your host, Isaac Simpson, and joining me here tonight on the program is the founder and editor of TigerSportsReport.com, Brian Moss, as well as contributor to TSR, Larry Marley. Man, we're one week away, a little bit less than one week away now from the opener against Ole Miss, man. We're about to play some football. I'm excited. I know you guys are excited. How are you doing tonight, gentlemen? I'm you're yeah. doing pretty good. I, I'm excited for dude, it to start. I, look, we have been waiting on this week for how long, guys? How long? Man, I mean, wow. man a long time. <laughs> yeah, and, and John and I talked about this last week, that that college football has the longest off season of any sport. Like, all the other sports, it's, not, it's well, eight or nine months, depending on how you want to look at it. And – it is by far the longest, and so when we finally get there, it just feels like you've – you know, like – you know how when you, like, run or, or something a long way, you finally get to the finish line? You finally accomplish something. Getting to the start of the college football season feels like you're at the end of a really long drought. But definitely gonna be definitely gonna be interesting coming up on next Saturday morning, eleven AM as Memphis takes on their rivals from the south, the old Miss Rebels. Um and you kinda uh just kinda start this off. we got a lot to talk about tonight, but kinda start off and take a look at the schedule to open it up against Old Miss, obviously. And and I've talked to I've talked to a lot of people over the last couple of weeks and a lot of people have kinda said that they they love the old Miss game, they love playing old Miss. But they kind of wish it may have been week three, week two, because if Memphis were to lose the game, I don't think they're going to lose the game. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Could, could some of the momentum kind of 
kind of go out of the sales if they lose that game with it being the opener. Uh, and I will start with Larry. What are, what are your thoughts on kind of thoughts that if, if Memphis were to lose that game, that kind of take maybe possibly take some some kind of wins out of the sales and momentum that that started right here going into the season? Not not really, because uh, after that, and we're going to talk about the schedule. It's going to open up quite a bit, and um, I, I I feel like even if even if you do drop the game that you're favored to win. Um, you know the schedule. It's gonna by the by the time we we get to the Temple or Tulane or or game, you know it's it's gonna be, you know, the record will be everybody go. Well, yeah, that was the first game we were just getting the bug worked out. Trust me, that's that's how it's gonna be felt. You win the game, that opens you up for probably a really nice start to the season, unless something really odd happens. Yeah, what do you, what do you think, Brian? Yeah, and, and, you know, it's the same. It's the first game of the season. You have, uh, you know, kinks that you need to work out. Um, I mean, it's not a not a conference game, so it's no biggie there. Obviously, you want to win the first game of the season. You want yeah. to win against a Power 5 team, but uh, it's not going to deflate the season or anything like that. It's just uh, – it may be a low blow for a week, but, uh, you know, the way the uh, schedule sets up, I mean, the momentum will get picked back up pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. I think I don't. I don't think it's going to be an issue because, I, like I said, I think Memphis wins the game because I think they're the, the more talented team. I don't think this Ole Miss team is going to be a, a really good team this year. I think it's kind of a transition year for them. Uh, but I, I think you, a lot of people talk about what's going on with basketball. They got to look at this as well. If they lose that game, uh, some people might jump out the bandwagon. But uh, as you guys said, as Larry kind of pointed out, you look at. The, the next several games after that, um, it, 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 the schedule really, really is in Memphis' favor. And I think if they win this game, um, I, I think they can get off to a really nice start. But to, to, to kind of look at this game, um, again, I, I don't think Ole Miss is going to be be a good team this year. I think I know it's a, a rivalry and it's an SEC team, and it's always going to be viewed through a different prism. But I think Memphis is a more talented team. Uh, you see the line, Memphis is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I actually think they, they probably should be favored by a little bit more than that. Uh, when you look at this team, talent for talent, I think Memphis has the advantage. Uh, and I want to start with Larry. When you, when you look at this game, uh, talent-wise, what, what do you think about the two two teams, Memphis and Ole Miss? Well, you know, I've had a lot of people point out, well, if you look at the, the rankings, the recruiting rankings, Memphis yeah. Ole Miss is yeah. higher. Okay, okay. All that is true. But you have to remember, A, that those kids were recruited to play in a different system. So yeah, exactly. transition, what you're actually talking about is kids that have been recruited to play in one system, and now they're playing in another system. And they may, and look, they may fit into Rick Rod's offense perfect. They might fit into Mike McIntyre's defense just fine. But that's not what they were recruited to play in. And so now you're 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 kind of in a. Um, as you put it, I think excellent I just transition. And that's exactly what this is. So if you look at talent for talent, what actually you have is the kids that are at Memphis were recruited specifically to play in this system. Yeah. And that's the difference. That's where you actually have the advantage is that these kids know the system. I think we do have a new, new uh, defensive coordinator in Fuller. And we did make a transition to a 3-4. Uh, but from the three four to a four three, so we'll talk about that a little later. But uh, but the bottom line is, 
uh, if you look at the two teams, you have kids in the Memphis system that have been playing in this system since they got here. A lot of them are redshirt freshmen, uh, or redshirt, I'm sorry, redshirt sophomores, juniors, and seniors that have been playing in this system for their whole careers. They recruited to play in it, and they've been playing in it. And that's the difference. So, Brian? Yeah, and I mean, if you take a look at it, I mean, Ole Miss only brings back uh, three offensive starters. So, I mean, only yeah. three offensive starters, new system. You know, it's to me, it's still going to be a fun, interesting game. But, uh, I mean, I, you know, I think this may be one of the first time or, you know, first time in a very long time that, you know, if you take a look at both teams, you can clearly say that Memphis is the better team. Uh, depending on what uh, you know, site you look at, it's anywhere from five and a half point favorite to seven and a half point favorite. Um, so I mean, it's it's, a, it's one that Memphis uh, should win, but both teams will have uh, some things to to get worked out, and hopefully it'll be better than that uh, Miami Florida game that we saw yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty bad, man. Uh, but yeah, the first game of the season for both teams, and again, I think Coach Luke uh, they have a lot a lot of things going on down at Ole Miss. And, as Brian said, only only three starters return. Uh, Scotty Phillips, I think, is going to be the guy that that they're going to ride uh, all year. I think uh, they have the two-head marshal running back, Scotty Phillips and Isaiah Willard, uh, are, are two guys. Some of their returning offensive leaders, I think, really the only guys they have coming back that have, have, have really put up numbers. Uh, so I, I think that's going to be something. I think they're going to come in and I think they're going to try to try to run the ball down Memphis' throat with, with Scotty Phillips, and I think that's going to be the guy that. Memphis really has to kind of get in control of if they're going to win this game. Uh, quarterback Matt Carroll um, starting. Uh, it's going to be his, his first year really being the starter in that system, so it's going to be interesting to see how, how he handles that offense going into his first real game. Uh, I think it's a, going to be an excellent environment. Uh, I'm excited about it. If the weather forecast holds, it's supposed to be a beautiful day. It's kind of changed. I think they got the high at 90. It was a few days ago they had it sunny at 81. I was praying for that. I had a feeling – that wasn't going to materialize, but uh, it, it should be a should be a nice day. You know, Ole Miss is going to bring their fans. It should be a, a packed Liberty Bowl anytime these two teams get together. I think it's going to be a great game. But uh, as both of you guys said, I think when you really look at this game, I think Memphis Memphis should win this game. I mean, I I I, I know it's Ole Miss. I know it's a SEC opponent, and I, I think when you look at it from Ole Miss fans' perspective, they probably feel like they should beat Memphis no matter what. But I, I just think Memphis is a better team, and, and you kind of look at uh, Coach Matt Luke, and it, it, I think his seat is pretty hot. How do you think uh, down in Oxford they would feel if, if Ole Miss were to drop this game and start with Larry? Well, let, let me let me start with the question, okay? So you just hired two coordinators that were both former head coaches. One of them, Rich Rodriguez, one of the most successful head coaches, you know, active guys that are yeah. around. If, if, if you're a fan, an Ole Miss fan right now, who would you rather have as your head coach going into this game? Matt Luke or Rich Rodriguez? And I'm just going <laughs> to ask both of you that question right now. Seriously, I got the dead serious question. Yeah, that's definitely definitely an interesting question. Uh, I think most people would probably say Rich Rod. Uh, if you had to pick between those two guys, so that, that's a definitely a uh, interesting thought. What do, what do you think, Brian? Well, I think uh, Ole Miss fans won't be too upset if they do lose. Um, I mean, the quicker they uh, 
the quicker they lose a, a lot, the quicker they can get a new head coach. So, I mean, who knows? Um, I don't know. I, I just uh, I don't think he would mind as much. I, I think if they had a decent uh, head coach and a better team, it would be a different story. But I think most Ole Miss fans know it's, it's uh, you know, they, they don't have the team that uh, they would like to have and it may be a long year for them. And, you know, like I said, the sooner they can get uh, enough losses, the sooner they can get a new coach. Yeah, I, I just kind of feel like Matt Matt Luke is kind of a placeholder, kind of kind of a lame duck guy. I know he, well, I don't know how how he feels about that, but I agree with it. I think it it's inevitable that they're they're going to end up moving on from him. If you you mean you look at their schedule to start off, and they're at Memphis, which is going to be a tough game. Say Memphis wins that one, which I think they will. They go home and play Arkansas, which that's not going to be a even uh, easy game either. Uh, but you got that Southeast Louisiana. You think they win that one, then Cal comes to Oxford. That's not going to be easy. Then you stare at Alabama the next week. So uh, they dropped the game to Memphis, and then they got some a couple games at home, but they're tough as well. Uh, they could be looking at a, a tough start. I think this could be only a three- to four-win team. Uh, honestly, I think it's going to be a long, long year for, for the Rebels. So, again, I think this is a game that, that Memphis should win. And uh, we have an article over on TigerSportsReport.com where uh, me, Brian, and Mitch made our, our pick game by game, and we all said that Memphis would, would win this game. Uh, but you kind of kind of moving on again. I love the way the schedule sets up for Memphis. Second week uh, they take on Southern out of Swack. It's not not much to say about that. When I assume that we all agree that that they'll get the win there, right? Oh yeah. I mean, they're just yeah. gonna be <laughs> if if they if they like I, like I heard if there's some if they lose that game, something's seriously wrong. I mean, something something seriously happened, and there's going to be some questions. But yeah, I don't I don't foresee them losing that game. I mean. Coach Novell has been excellent at home. He's sixteen and four at home. Yeah. Uh, away, he's you know away he's only eight and eight, but still his home record is uh, is pretty darn good. Yeah, I want to get a phone number out if anybody wants to jump in here, give me your thoughts. We'd love to to hear what you think about this year's schedule and this year's team. You can give us a call at nine one seven eight eight nine nine one four nine. Again, that number is nine one seven eight eight nine nine one four nine. Uh, week three, uh, September 14th, they'll travel to South Alabama. Uh, South Alabama, uh, the Jaguars came in here and kind of kind of gave Memphis all they wanted before Memphis kind of pulled away there late. Uh, they got to win 52 to 35. Memphis really struggled to to contain uh, Demarius Way, big wide receiver. It was a tough game for T.J. Carter in that one. Also, running back Trey Minner had a, a really good game for them as well. Um, he returned Demarius Way is now I think with the Denver Broncos. Uh, but I mean, this is a game that that Memphis should and has to win. I mean, you can't lose to, to South Alabama, but it was a tough game last year. And again, Trey Minner was a guy that, that, that kind of got loose on them last year. It's going to be going to be a guy they have to contain if they're going to go uh, down to Mobile and get a win. We'll start off with Larry. What do you, what do you think about the, the South Alabama game? Well, first of all, I wish the heck it was a year later so we wouldn't have to play in that dump they call Lad People Stadium down there. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, look, if you guys think uh, – if you guys think that Birmingham is a dunk, okay, Birmingham is a dunk. Lisa Fields is a dunk. Yeah. <laughs> but Lad yeah. Peebles is a dunk, too. And, it, 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 and, and, and they're building a beautiful new stadium. Uh, for those of, if you've ever been to Mobile, beautiful city, um, you're, and it's still going to be summer. You can go to the beach. The water's going to be awesome. I yeah. highly recommend making this trip. It's, it's only about six hours. Um, it's an easy drive. Um, so, I, as far as the game itself, Memphis should win this game. But Memphis has a lot more talent than 
South Alabama, and and um, uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, South Alabama's got some players. Their coach, for those, and we went through this last year. Um, their coach is is probably one of the best five coaches that's out there right now. He is a tremendous yeah, coach. I agree. Um, I think he's on an upward trajectory. Um, a guy like that, I think he'll be in the AAC very soon. I really can see that. Um, but uh, he's just he's, he's up against it this week, and and I just I think that Memphis. For one thing, and we talked about this on the show last year, um, our defense last year left TJ Card on an island a lot last year. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they no really did him some disservice. We, we, we have, I talked about that how they they would play with the safeties rolled up to the opposite side and leave TJ out there. TJ is a great player. I don't know that he's that guy. He's not the shut-down half-of-the-field corner. He's a good corner. and he, he's, but, but you're right. He got toasted last year because he was sort of left on an island. Um, I think this year, you'll see with a little help, TJ's going to be back to the TJ Carter we saw from two years ago. And um, so I'm not as much worried about some of those things as, as I was before. Also, switching to the 4-3 is going to really help. But, again, we'll talk about that later. Brian? Yeah, I mean, one thing that scares me about this game is Norvell, when I was looking at the stats, the Tigers have lost 13 of the last 14 uh, road openers. Now, they're just not – I mean, the I mean, numbers speak for themselves. But, uh, you know, they didn't play well three quarters against South Alabama last year. Uh, they only had a four-point lead going into the fourth quarter. So, but talent-wise, yeah, Memphis, I mean, really should blow out this team. And that's what you thats what you want to see. That's what I expect this year. Uh, but there are some things that, uh, you know, you just don't like about this about this matchup. I mean, especially when you have uh, Navy coming up uh, with the next game. You don't want to overlook South Alabama. Yeah, uh, and Memphis gets the week off the next week to – to, to prepare a little bit more for that triple option. And uh, Navy has been a, been a thorn in our side, no doubt about that. You, you go back to the game uh, last year. This, the game this year is going to be on a Thursday night, September 26th. Uh, you go back to the game last year, it looks like Memphis is in full control of the game, running the ball down the throat. In the second half, it starts raining. Uh, we all know what happened. Brady White uh, kind of struggled throwing the ball down the field. And uh, Memphis ends up losing the game 22-21. Uh, Last time they played here, uh, Memphis got the win. And you look at this this Navy team. Uh, Malcolm Perry started last season as the, the starting quarterback, but uh, was starting quarterback against Memphis had a disastrous game against Air Force and was placed by Zach Aby, and he moved over to the the slot back position. Now Malcolm Perry will be the starter again this year, and he he gave Memphis some problems last year in that game, no doubt about that. He had that big tough second half run where he got the got the touchdown. I think he had two rushing touchdowns in the game. He's going to be the starter again, and we all know how, how tough it is to control the triple option, but I, I'm a big believer in Adam Fuller and this, this defense this year. I think they're going to be much improved, and I think when you look at the fact that Memphis has this game at home, it's a Thursday night. Uh, I, I think Memphis uh, scraps it hits this year, and I think they get the win over Navy. Uh, we're going to start off with, with Larry. What are your thoughts? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think Memphis should have won the game last we should be going in, going for three straight on Navy. My theory on the triple option has always been this. If you can keep your, your, your coach around and let him get some tape build up on the triple option, it, it, it becomes 
less um, mythical. Okay, it, it, it's less mysterious, and, and you, you, we saw that in the ACC with Georgia Tech and Paul Johnson. You know, at first five or six years, Paul Johnson was there. They had trouble, and in the last several years, like you could see the tape built up, and then they were able to figure out ways to defend it. We're seeing that in the AAC now, and I think you'll see more of that. Yeah, I know we have a new defensive coordinator, but um, but yeah, that's that's not going to be um, that's not going to be the situation. I think yeah. I think Memphis gets this game. In, in fact, I think Memphis runs away with this game. I really do. I, I think I think this is a blowout this year. Yeah, I'm pretty confident as well because maybe uh, I mean they only bring back four starters on offense and four starters on defense. So I mean they're they're going to yeah. be um, you know a young team. I mean last year Coach Ken hit, that was only his second losing season in 11 years. So I mean he's not uh, he's not used to that. I mean his guys will play tough. Uh, they'll be ready. I just think they're not there yet. I think they're still at least one more year away before he really has a you know a restocked program before they can uh, start threatening again. But I think it'll. Yeah, unlike I think it'll be a closer game. I don't think it'll be a blowout. Um, uh, I, I, just, I see a close game, but it's you know by the end it may uh, may open up. But I just feel it's going to be a, a close game uh, as usual. But Memphis uh, will pull it out. Yeah, and like like Brian said, I mean they they only bring back four starters, uh, four four five four or five starters. I think I'm looking at it on, on my chart says overall uh, from a team that only won three games last year. So. Uh, and, and we kind of looked at that secondary last year, that secondary. It, you go back to that game. That game still haunts me. Memphis should have won that football game. I mean, it, I don't I, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one still looking back on it. But, yeah, I, I think Memphis – I think – I don't know if it will be a blowout, but I think I think Memphis gets to win comfortably. I, I don't think it will be one of those games where they have to point it out where they're going back and forth. I think Memphis will kind of kind of take control from the onset, and I think they'll kind of win this game because that, that system is – it's tough to learn. There's a lot, a lot of new guys. I mean, they don't really return anything on offense. Uh, they got a, got a guy, C.J. Williams, who kind of came out the bench at, at slot back last year, who averaged I think 12 yards a carry. I think he's going to be a guy that you have to keep an handle on. Of course, Malcolm Perry uh, knows the system, but he has a lot of guys that they have to to kind of teach this offense to. I, I, I think Memphis is going to be up for the challenge, and I think there's going to be a bad football team again. And as long as it doesn't rain, I think I think Memphis. I'll be okay in this one, and I think Memphis gets this win. Uh, but moving on to the next game, October 5th, they travel down to uh, Monroe, Louisiana, to take on uh, UL Monroe, uh, the team that finished 6-6 six six last year, uh, third in the Sun Belt. Um, they're, they're a little bit better than South Alabama out of the Sun Belt, but, of course, I mean, this is a game that Memphis should win. Quarterback Caleb Evans, Evans is probably their, their best player throwing for 2,869 yards last year. Uh, he likes to fling that ball around, but he also threw – 12 interceptions last year, but this is a game that Memphis should win. Also, another another decent trip uh, for, for Tiger Nation to get down there to Monroe to, to watch the Tigers. Like, starting with Larry, what are your thoughts on this? First, if you've never been to Monroe, take, take the trip. It's not very far. It's um, it's probably about four hours. It's it's a nice, easy drive. Um, and and I, I, it's, it's a beautiful campus. Absolutely gorgeous. It'll still be nice and warm that time of year. Um, and so I would highly recommend the trip. As far as the game goes, I, I you know, I don't know a whole lot about Monroe other than I know that, as you said, they, they went 66 last year. Um, my, my feeling on this game is any game at 
a Sun Belt team is dangerous just because I mean, we all saw Mississippi State go to La Tech and, and get yeah. It can happen. Um, but I don't see – at this point in the season, I'm not barring an injury, Memphis should be – we should be in our, hitting on all cylinders. We, we should know – we should have the call worked out about the backup running back, who's going to be our second receiver, uh, the switch to the 4-3, we should be completely immersed in. All this other stuff. So you go down there. It, it's just the fact that Memphis has a lot more talent than than Louisiana Monroe, and so you go down there. And you just take care of business. The other thing is, we only have one game between um, between the 14th and the 5th. There's only one game between the 14th of September and the 5th of October, and that's the 26th. So you essentially have a long time. You should be Rest yeah, and any injuries, you should be. So I, I'm very confident we'll win this game. Yeah, you get yeah, those, they should, they should win. Those, a couple extra. So you get those couple extra days after the the, the Navy game. Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. No, I say. I mean, ULM is not going to be as bad as uh, South um, Alabama. I mean, they're 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 a decent uh, SBC team. Um, they should finish, I, I think, third in the you know in the Western Conference there. But yeah, their their quarterback is, is a pretty decent quarterback. He's a. I'd say he's probably either you know top two quarterback in the SBC. Yeah. So, I mean, they'll, yeah. they can pose some challenges, but uh, depth wise, yeah, they, you know, they can't uh, touch Memphis and, uh, you know, Memphis should run away with this one. Yeah. Now here's where things get, uh, get, get interesting. October 12th uh, in Philadelphia at Temple. Uh, Temple finished seven and five overall, seven and one. I um, mean, AAC last year, that long loss being at UCF, uh, losing, losing 56, 27 to Duke in the, the, in the the Independence Bowl, uh, head coach Jeff Collins moved on to Georgia Tech. Had about a too much long cup of tea with uh, Manny Diaz, but uh, he returned to Miami after Mark Brick retired. Uh, obviously, in comes former Northern Illinois head coach Rod Carey. Uh, I mean, he and there is a veteran laden team that that's ready made to win. Man, I think I think overall they probably have the best defense in the conference. If you look at player for player overall, if you look at both lines, the secondary and, and the linebackers and in my opinion, both the top three offensive line. This team is big. They're physical. Uh, they always have really good linebackers. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough game for, for Memphis. And if you look at our article over at TigerSportsReport.com, I actually picked Memphis to lose this game. Uh, I, I think Memphis is going to come in 5-0. and uh, I think, think they're going to win the first five games. But I think they slip up in this one. It's a, kind of a weird environment. They, they play in the, in the Eagle Stadium there at Lincoln Financial. Uh, usually, usually empty stadium, but uh, I, I think this Temple team is. I mean, you look at both. I mean, they bring back a lot on, on both sides of the football. And again, they're big, they're physical, and Memphis is gonna gonna have to really come in there and match mess, mess that physicality. I think it's gonna be a tough game. I think Memphis loses a close one, but I want to get first Larry's talk. Well, the other night on the show, I, I, I said the same thing, Isaac. I said I can easily see Memphis come rolling in here five and zero. You know, yeah, a confident. lot of swag. Yeah, think it, think it, and just get smacked dead in the mouth by a really tough Temple team. I mean, you look up, you can look up at the end of the first quarter, and it's twenty-one-three Temple. I, I, that that could, that could easily be the case. That that Temple team. One thing about Temple, every year they are tough. They are tough, uh, and yeah, one thing about this game, it, I, I believe. Uh, neither team, you know, they played four times. It's tied two games apiece. 
neither team has won two games in a row. And obviously Memphis yep. won the last one. Um, and it seems like it alternates. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's a tough one. I, I mean, I did pick Memphis to win, but my confidence factor when, you know, from zero to 10, I have it right about five. I, I'm iffy on this one. I can see them losing it and I can see them winning it. Um, you know, I do have them uh, winning simply because I think by this point in time, um, if, if, if they are somewhat injury-free, I, I think they're, they would be rolling because I have them 5-0 and at this point. They're rolling. Um, yeah, it, to me, it's going to be a close one. It's a toss-up. Um, I just give a slight edge to Memphis. But like I said, I'm not too confident, though. Yeah, yeah, I kind of – what Larry said, I think Memphis is coming here five and zero. Like I said, kind of reading the press clippings, feeling good. Uh, reading the fact that they're supposed to be favored, I think they could be favored in every game this year. Feeling really good about themselves, and I could see them going in there and getting blown out, or I could see them winning close. I think it would be one of those two options. I, I don't, I don't think Memphis blows them out. I think either Temple wins easily, or Memphis squeaks one out. I think it could be a low-scoring kind of defensive game uh, that, that Memphis could win. But I think if it's not, I, I can definitely see that scenario that Larry played out happening. Um, I, I think I picked Memphis. I lose the game. I said that's the only loss that I gave them this year. God, it's crazy to, 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 to say they're going eleven and one when you lose guys like Daryl Henderson and, and Tony Pollard. But I, I think this team has that type of talent. Especially, I like the balance this year of this team. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to be one that's really interesting. If Memphis goes in there and win that one, man. We'll we'll see. I think they could could possibly run the table, but I think that's a, a pivotal game right there in the middle of the season. But moving on, October 14th, uh, Tulane comes in here, and we all know what happened last year, man. Probably uh, they, they lose the game down in New Orleans, 40-24, to 24, just go down there and get absolutely blasted. Probably wasn't even as close as that score sounds. Uh, love what Coach Fritz is doing down there in New Orleans, man. Uh, went to their first bowl, bowl game in five years last year, knocking off Louisiana in the Cure Bowl. Uh, they return a lot as well, especially defensively. Um, and, and their front could be, if it's not, I think it's top two in the conference. Uh, their defensive front now, their secondary and linebackers aren't as good, but that defensive front is is, is for real. I think we kind of saw that last year. Uh, but first off, I want to get get Larry thought on Tulane Green Wave. I do think Memphis wins this game with it being at home. Uh, I, I think that was more of an anomaly last year. Uh, but but I like what Tulane is doing. I think Tulane is is going to be a solid football team this year because I like what Coach Fritz is doing. So Larry, what are your thoughts? Well, I think let, – let's, let's go in the office of – you and I both agree, we lose to, at Temple. You come back at home, you, you've lost, and you've got the revenge factor, and you've got all these other things that are playing in. I can easily see Memphis just beating the crap out of Tulane. You've got so much going on there where, where these guys are just – Fired up, and not only that, I assure you, because I mean, I, you know, I think you've been wrestling the guys. I've talked to a couple of them too. That when you talk to them, that Tulane game comes up. Yeah, I, and it is to me because yeah, I've, I've I've heard that. Like they'll talk about you know, last year the one game that, that, that you know the other losses. You can kind of some of them. You can kind of go, yeah, you know, you know, UCF. Yeah. We should have won the game, but but we played well. That's the game where they got embarrassed. That's the one game where they really got embarrassed. 
And uh, yeah, I think I think they're going to beat the crap out of Tulane. <laughs> I do, I really do. <laughs> I think that's homecoming. I think that's homecoming too. Am I wrong on that? I yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. Now, homecoming, I believe, is SMU. Okay, oh, is I'm it? sorry. So okay. It's, it's the second. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep, November second, SMU. But yeah, okay, uh, yeah, Memphis yeah, was right. just. They were thoroughly, like I said, embarrassed. I mean, forty to fourteen at one point uh, with I think roughly nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, it man. was just, it, it was, it was rough. Yeah, they played poorly. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't see that happening again this time. Um, I mean, I'm fairly confident that Memphis will uh, blow out uh, Tulane this time. Uh, it's, I, I mean, if it was back at Temple, I think the score may be a little bit closer, but it's back at Memphis. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be focused, especially if it's, you know, if they're 6-0 like I think, or even 5-1 and like you guys think. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be focused. Uh, you know, if they lose the temple, uh, like you guys said, uh, they'll, they'll be focused, ready to go to, uh, to get back on that winning, uh, winning track. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, you go back to that game last year, I mean, it was surprisingly, surprisingly how bad they played. I mean, uncharacteristic stuff in that game that you just hadn't seen from this team. I mean, they, they lost some games, but that you didn't see them go get back in the mouth like they did in that game. So I definitely think they'll have that revenge factor in mind, whether, they they they're coming in uh six and zero or five and one. Especially if if they lose that temple game, I, I, I agree. I think they come back home and, and really take care of business. But either way I think they, they get revenge on Tulane and, and uh exercise that demon and win that game this year. But uh moving on October twenty sixth, uh they travel up to Tulsa. Uh they got the win here in Memphis forty seven to twenty one uh last year. Philip Montgomery, uh seat I think is extremely hot up in Tulsa. I think we talked about that a lot. Um uh, toward the end of the year last year, I don't expect much improvement from, from that team. You look at their roster, pretty much the same. I think they're going to be a bad football team again this year. I mean, they just don't have the talent on the roster. I, I don't think Montgomery survives this year. If he survives the year, I think he's gone at the end of the year. But this is a game that Memphis should win. Like I said, blow out here in Memphis last year. I think they go up to, to Tulsa and handle business. What, what, what do you think, Larry? Um. I'll, I'll twofold. I, I I think you're right. I was just in Tulsa last week. Um, the, the amount of press and the general feeling is that they're going to be bad. Um, and and I, I feel bad for the people at Temple. Uh, I'm sorry, at uh, Tulsa. Sorry, Temple fans. I apologize. Uh, people <laughs> at Tulsa. I feel bad for them because that. That, you know, that's a proud program. It really is. Yeah. And that's a situation where they um, – I, 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 you know, I, I thought it was brought up last week on our show. You know, it's very possible if Memphis goes and blows out Tulsa. Let's, let's say – if you look at Tulsa's schedule, like, they could easily have one or two wins at this point because I think they opened the season Friday night at Michigan State. Well, they're not winning that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, so, 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 I mean, easily Tulsa could have one or two wins. Memphis blows them out. That could be it for Montgomery. That really could. That could be the death knell. Um, I mean, that could be the last game. Um, and, and I, I also last year, and I, I saw this. Tulsa comes in, and people forget this. Memphis was only five and four. Tulsa comes in. On a, and, and I think Tulsa had three or four wins coming in to that game. And, 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 and there was, you know, Memphis was not a big favorite in that game. I have never seen a Tulsa team 
looked like they wanted to be somewhere else other than Memphis. Like they, they literally they wanted to be anywhere else other than playing football. And it's in the middle of the season. Um, Memphis, of course, got that win. Then they beat SMU and then beat um, then Houston to end the season. So we remember them as 8-4. But you got to remember, we had to beat Tulsa. Yeah. That was a big win. And, and that Tulsa team just wanted to be anywhere else. And it was sad. And that's a sad situation. So, yes, Memphis, Memphis is going to easily win this game. And, and that could easily be it for Philip Montgomery. I mean, I look back to the 2016 season. I mean, Tulsa just smacked Memphis, you know, 59-30. In the yeah. and, you know, they were – oh, man. Man. They, they were 10-3 and three that season, and they only won five games, you know, since that year. I mean, that's a, it's insane how, how far they've fallen. But, uh, yeah, I think this will be the game that uh, if, if Montgomery isn't fired, you know, before now, I mean, he'll – I think it'll be after the Memphis game because I think Memphis is just going to – Put up uh, at least Most 40, 50 points. I mean, it, I mean, it just, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I, I hate it too because there's some some great people that cover that team. Kelly Hines from Tulsa World. I, she's going through it. I got to talk with her that going back to basketball last year. She kind of drove in right before the game that night, and Tulsa ended up losing in their first tournament game, and she had to go back that night. So uh, I I built a relationship with her, and I kind of hate it for some great people. Some of the other guys. They cover their team, but yeah, I think it's going to be another tough, tough year for for Tulsa up there. And I'm again, I, I think at this point in the season, you look at their schedule. I think that could be the point where uh, Philip Montgomery ends up getting out. Um, I'm I'm kind of surprised he lasted this long. I thought he would possibly be out this summer, uh, but he, he's back. But I, I don't expect that. I don't think he makes it to the season again. This could be very well be that game. Uh, but moving on to the next game, November second, SMU. Kind of thought that Memphis won a, a weird game uh, down in Dallas, 28 to 18, uh, last season. Uh, Sonny Dykes has a, a new quarterback there to kind of to, to learn that air raid system. I don't think that team really picked it up the way he wanted to last year, but he, he has some new guys in there this year that's going to be learning that system. Um, and, and because of that, I think it's going to be a tough year. They lost a lot of guys on offense. Um, I think it's good in one way uh, that he has a, some new guys to kind of mold in, in, into that offense, but uh, it's going to be a transition period again. So I think it's going to be a tough year for SMU, and I think Memphis again. This is another game where I think they they handle pretty easily uh, here at the Liberty Bowl, Larry. Yeah, you know the the Sonny Dyke um, football. His teams are the same every year. Tremendous offense, no defense, um, and it's been that way every year, every every place he's ever been. It's it's the same and. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's your style, that's your style. That is who you are. Um, uh, you know, but that's just that's what he is. You know, he's going to put up a lot of points, and his defense is um, is generally not very good. And this year, I think you're going to see them once again. They're going to score a lot of points. What Memphis did to them last year was they got that game in the mud. They got that game. Yeah. You know, they didn't want to get into a shootout with them. And people forget, Daryl Henderson did not play really well down in Dallas. I think he had a fumble, and he just didn't really play. Yeah, he but, did fumble. But Patrick Taylor ran all the hell over them. And 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 so up here, I think it's going to be a little different, um, depending on time of day. That was a night – people forget that. I think that was a Friday night game. 
It was kind of cold. Um, you know, depending yeah, on the time was, of day. Yeah, Friday, it was on a Friday night, yeah. It was a Friday night game. It was kind of cold down in Dallas. Um, and and that really mattered. You know, um, uh, I, think, I think it was also the game where our tight end had a uh, Magnifico played a great game. That game. Yeah, um, yeah, but I know it was because his mom was at the party. I was fat, but anyway, it's a whole different story. Not to be a name dropper, but but yeah, Ellen's just party. But anyway, so um, but but my point in all this is that Memphis is going to win this game. They should win this game. We have a much better team. Um, our defense is going to be a lot better. I think I don't know it's going to be a, an absolute blowout, but I do think you'll see Memphis win that game. You know, relatively handily, ten or fifteen. 20 points. Yeah, I think SMU will be, uh, you know, a little bit better than they were last year. I mean, they have an easier schedule. I mean, they got hammered by, you know, they were at Michigan. They played, uh, you know, at home against TCU. Uh, I mean, you replace both those teams with, uh, you know, uh, Texas State and Arkansas State. Um, so, I think they'll have a little bit better season, but there's still, you know, the talent-wise, there's still you know, a big difference between, you know, uh, where SMU is at and where Memphis is at. So, yeah, they should uh, yeah, they should win that pretty easily. And I, I think my confidence factor was, like, around eight. Um, so, yeah, I, just uh, just another win for Memphis. I mean, if, if it go, all goes as I think it is, I mean, they'll be at 9-0 at this point. Or 8-1, <laughs> well, as, as eight you guys one. have. Yeah, I, I mean, just one game. Still, it's a hell of a year. Yeah, right? at, at yeah, this I, I, point, I, I, from here on out, after after this game is where we're really going to see, you really? know, yeah, now, that, now this you is get, yep. that, that, now now you get to the what we used to say, the nut cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, this is where the rubber meets the road for sure. You, whether you nine and one, eight and one, this is going to be the three games that I think define this season. Um, it starts off. November 16th, down in Houston. Uh, Memphis defeated them in the the, the, the season finale last year, uh, 52 to 31. But that was without quarterback Derek King, who I think is gonna gonna be a, a terror for opposing AAC defense this year. That kid is is tremendous uh, and can, can can get it done through the air, can get it done on the ground. He's, he's hard to deal with, and it's gonna be a big game, uh, a, a big game in the, the AAC West. And I, I pick Memphis to win this game uh, when and. Uh, in, in our article over at TigerSportsReport.com. Go check that out again. Uh, but I, I'm not confident on it. I think I said 51%. Um, and I think I might mm. be kind of thinking with my, my heart over my mind. Uh, I had them losing to Temple. Uh, and I know if they do lose to Temple, this is going to be one I think that they probably have to have if they're going to do what I, I expect them to do. So I picked them to win, but it, it's not going to be easy uh, down there in Houston. And then the De'Aaron King is a quarterback who can get, get a dual-threat quarterback. And uh, they're going to put, put up some points down in Houston. I mean, it's going to be a tough one. What do you think, Larry? Uh, I, I think Houston wins this game, uh, as much as I hate to say that. Um, you got – I mean, one of the things, you know, we haven't really talked about, they have they – have, you don't play from the 2nd to the 16th. So, you have – you know, you have some time off there to prepare for this game. So, I hope – okay. But Houston does as well. They're off there week two. Yeah, right. They're off as well, right. So I'm hoping that you know Memphis has time to get healthy and to, but boy, that's a, you know people go, well, we beat them the last time we were down there. Yeah, by the skin of our teeth, and and Riley Ferguson had to rally us way back. Look, <laughs> this is a tough game, okay? But the Houston Memphis games 
aside from the last year's end of the year when Houston's defense literally, I mean, I could have started for their defense last year. I mean, my 46-year-old self, um, that, that's how bad they were. Um, aside from last year's game, which which was a tie, which was a tie game in the third quarter, by the way. Um, yeah, I think they quit from that, that game. Right. They, well, they got they got tired. Their defense was 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 yeah. Their defense was thin and and, and did not very good. And make up for it by being small. Um, but you know, aside from that, like, these games are always close. <laughs> and this will be a close game. But I just think this is Houston's year. I, you know, Houston doesn't like us. We don't like Houston. They don't like losing to us. They hate losing to us. And this would be the fourth straight loss for them. Ooh, that's going to be tough. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be looking for us. So I think Houston wins this game. I have. This is the least confidence I have in, in one of the predictions that I have. Uh, I think Memphis wins, but I only have like – I'm only like 40% confident. Uh, but three of the last four games that uh, uh, these two teams played, at least one of them has been ranked. And I think it's quite possible that uh, both of them could be ranked. At least Memphis will definitely be ranked, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, close game. Uh, it's going to be high scoring. I, I, the last time – see, you have to go back to, like, like 2013, the last time that, uh, you know, it wasn't a high scoring game. So, yeah, to me, high scoring game, it could go either way. Um, the, I think the reason why I have Memphis winning, because the game before – Memphis, you know, has SMU, but the game before Memphis, Houston has to play Central Florida. So I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm, even though both teams have a bye week, I, I think I'm banking on Houston being a little bit more banged up than Memphis. That's why I, ha- I give the slight edge to Memphis. Yeah, I, I looked at that earlier too. That is an interesting point. They they'll have, they will be coming out that UCF game, so you uh, kind of hope they're coming in a little 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 beat up and and coming off a. Because they got to get up for that one too, and sometimes it's kind of hard to get up for for two games in a row. So that that is something to look at going to that one. But uh, yeah, I, I pick Memphis to win, but I I don't feel good about that one. I just kind of pick them because I, I I think they they probably need to go eleven and one if they're gonna gonna kind of achieve the goal that I think that that, that they they could do. So uh, that's the reason why I kind of pick Memphis. But you you go the following week, back to back road games in November twenty third. Uh, they travel down to. Tampa to take on South Florida. Now, I don't think South Florida is going to be a, a great football team this year, but, I mean, that's a tough trip uh, to, to go down to Florida and play that game. They always play pretty decent at home, um, and, and they're going to be a decent team, and it's not going to be an easy game. I think Memphis wins that one, but it, it's not going to be easy. What, what do you think, Larry? Uh, Memphis should win this game. Uh, I've got I've got this being a bounce-back game for them. Um, wise Memphis. I'll be honest with I'll be honest with you, fellas. I, I I think I think Charlie Strong could be in a really really hot situation by the time uh, this game rolls around, and um, it could be a situation where um, he's on the outs at this point. Uh, I could be wrong. Like they could rebound and have a great year, but um, I, I don't know. I, I that that team. I don't know what happened to that team last year, but. Whatever it was, it was bad. Something really bad happened to that team. Um, and I, you know, talent-wise, everybody knows USF's got talent. They have yeah, talent. They, they there's no doubt. Talent. I mean, they have talent. Um, they have been, and and I, I think other than a year and a half 
that one year and a half um, where they played really well, the, they have not played well the last five, six years. That's just a fact. Um, and so let's see, you know, what happens this year. Uh, but right now I feel like Memphis is going to win this game. I think, I think it could be close, but, um, but yeah, I, I think Memphis defense is just going to be too much for South Florida. Yeah, I, I have Memphis winning. I, I think it, it'll be close. Um, I mean, the last time these two teams played, I mean, what a, what a game that was. It was 49-42. Was it putting flowers? <laughs> you know, what, yeah. what was that? Was that two minutes ago? And, yeah, and, 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 tw- yeah. And, Anthony Miller, and Anthony Miller got absolutely assaulted in the end zone on that pass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, had, I had forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a wild one, man, out of Delivery Bowl. Yeah, but and and um, I was looking at some some stats. I mean, they uh, USF is I think is six and ten. Um, you know, in, in the final home game of the year, the past uh, you know sixteen years. So I mean, they're not. I mean, they're not the greatest at, at trying to close it out at home either. And they have. I mean, this is part of their gauntlet of uh, games. They have Temple, Cincinnati, and then Memphis. So I mean, it, they can yep. be banged up as well. So yeah, I, I but I do see Memphis winning. Yeah, and, and it kind of to go, go with one of Larry's points. Yeah, they won their first seven games last year, and then lost six in a row, including the Gasparilla Bowl. So something happened down there. I, I don't know. I don't know if Charlie lost that team. I, I don't know what happened, but something well, happened. They the look good. There's no doubt about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, they look they look good right early. before right before they uh, started losing all of them, like Connecticut. Uh, the, right before they they yeah, lose, they only beat. Yeah, they only beat UConn by by eight, and then Tulsa. The game before that, they only beat Tulsa by by one point. So I mean, yeah. a couple of bounces here and there. In I mean, overtime, I mean, wasn't it, Brian? It was in overtime, wasn't it? I mean, that, uh, I, I just remember it, it was tough. I, mean, that it was, I can't I remember. I think they they I mean, even it was, uh, they gave up. I was gonna say they even gave up forty two points to UMass the game before that. So uh, you could kind of see some slippage happening there even earlier than that. So, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, uh, so we'll, it'll be interesting to see. I think. I don't know what's going on down there, but I think there's definitely something going on because uh, you can see it, see it in their play. I don't know, I don't know what it is about Charlie Strong. It's just I, I don't know. I, I thought he was a good coach, but but especially now that he's been down there in South Florida, I, I, I don't know what to think about. But uh, that that comes into the finale, a, a big game, which I think could be uh, the two teams at the top of both the respective divisions. AAC is Cincinnati comes to Memphis for a Black Friday matchup, huge game. Uh, I, I think yep. Cincinnati is going to be really, really good this year, but I think with the game being at home, I give Memphis a slight advantage. I think it's going to be a great football game. I think Memphis wins yep. a really, really close one. Uh, what, what are your thoughts, Larry? Uh, I agree. And um, actually, it was kind of ironic. Uh, you know, we were talking. I've been thinking about this all summer when this schedule first came out. I was looking at the schedule. I think it's very probable Memphis goes into this game with two losses and has to win this game. To guarantee their spot in the play in, in in the championship game, and here's the irony: I think it's very probable that if they beat Cincinnati, they play Cincinnati. Yeah, I agree. It's the same thing I think. Yeah. Yep. And and so and, and I don't know if it'll be in Memphis or in Cincinnati, but I think it's very probable that that and it could already be set by then, guys. It could already be set. Um, I know Memphis will have two conference losses, but but 
I, I, I just looked at Houston's schedule, and, and I just I, I think they'll have more. I, I think yeah. I think they'll have more conference losses than we will. I could be wrong, um, but I just I do, and um, and I think so. It could already be set. I, it, you know, it could be a situation where it's it's a done deal. Memphis is, it, it, you know, but I think I think it's going to be a situation. I personally think it's going to be a situation where Memphis has to win this game to make it to the conference finals. <laughs> to play Cincinnati. And and then we probably will have to go to Cincinnati the next week. But I think that would be I, – I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that – and I'll let Brian get his – but then after that, you guys, tell me your, your thoughts on two teams playing each other back-to-back. That's interesting because I have it just flipped. Um, I, I think, you know, if everything goes well, like, you know, like I have it, you know, I, I have Memphis coming into the game 11-0. Being overconfident, I know it's, you know, senior senior day, uh, you know, it's going to be excitement and everything. I just think there'll be a little bit of a letdown. I think Cincy will be more hyped up for it to knock off, you know, 11-0 uh, Memphis team. But then playing Memphis again, uh, or Memphis playing Cincinnati again at Memphis, because at that point Memphis would only have one, um, conference loss, in my opinion, yeah. and that's when Memphis would would win. But back to back games, I think. It, I mean, it builds excitement. Um, I don't necessarily know if if I like you know back to back like that, but um, it, for a fan base, it does. Uh, you know, it is exciting. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like it if the scenario ends up being that the, the the championship game would be in Cincinnati. I I don't quite like that when Memphis winning it at home and then having to go to Cincinnati and beat them again. I, I don't like that scenario. Now, if they're both in Memphis, I, I don't have much of a problem with it. But if they had to go to Cincinnati, I don't like trying to beat them at, beat them at home and then having to go on the road and beat them. So, hopefully, like like Brian said, if, if that does end up being that scenario, the championship game, if you're in Memphis, I think we've kind of kind of saw what, what happens. Uh, two years in a row, we had to go down to Orlando, and that's uh, just tough. So, hopefully, we can – if we do get the AAC championship game, we can finally host one, man. I've been waiting for – Waiting for that that day to happen. So uh, yeah, but but as far as back to back games, I think again, kind of Brian's point, it it builds excitement between the, the two fan bases. I'm sure, by this by that time, these teams don't have a lot of history in football uh, against each other as far as a rivalry. But I think that could create one really quickly uh, in that scenario. So that would that would be kind of fun. But hopefully, both of the games would be here in Memphis. It would be weird to play the same team back to back at home. But hey, man, let, let's do it. Yeah, if there's uh, anybody that's uh, listening right now, want to call in? Call my number is nine one seven eight eight nine nine one four nine. You've heard our our uh, predictions. I I say eleven and one. Larry, would you have eight and I mean uh, well, ten and two, nine and three? I had I, well, I think ten and two. I yes, ten and two. Short answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it, and then, I have eleven and one, eleven and one as well. So. Uh, yeah, I mean it's great. It's crazy to to, to predict this team to be eleven and one when you lose a player so so great last year, Daryl Henderson, a guy like that that you just hand the ball off and hit that home run at any moment. Uh, but I, I just think overall the balance. I think the defense will be improved, and they they have a lot of weapons on this offense. I think they're still going to be able to able to put points on the board. But uh, we got a call on the line. Hey, welcome to CSR Live. Who are we talking to? Oh, Brian knows who this is. This is Rowdy Rod in Memphis, Tennessee. How you gentlemen doing tonight? Man, we're good. What's going on, Rod? Oh, not much, buddy. Uh, long time no see, Brian. 
Hey, uh, oh, yeah. guys, y'all doing? A, I want to let y'all know y'all are doing a great, a great job on these, on these, on these shows. But um, oh, I want to kind of circle it. back, okay? I want to circle back to game one. I actually want to go to pregame, okay? Just going to give you my schedule, <laughs> okay? Six fifteen Gibson Donuts, baby. All right, six fifteen <laughs> Gibson Donuts. Six forty-five Tiger Lane with the mimosas and the Bloody Marys rolling. Eight thirty the Tiger Walk. <laughs> Of course, game time starts at eleven, so I'll head to the, I'll head there about ten thirty, right? Afterwards, afterwards, it's going to be the celebration show because the Tigers are going to win forty-five to seventeen against the old Miss oh, old Hag Rebels. Wow, are they the Land Sharks? What are, what's their name? What's their name, guys? Have everybody figured out what their name? Land Sharks, Bears? I mean, Kitty Cats? I don't know. But anyway, I just I'm like the horse around a little bit. Brian knows that. But the game I want to really talk about is Navy, and I want to kind of bring something up the navy game to me is like a bruiser game would y'all agree it is very oh yeah it's it definitely always physical. i mean it's a bruiser game it's kind of it, it it brings flashbacks of you know me watching i kind of went back and looked at some videos and stuff and some of the hard hitting and everything that goes on in that game that's the game that scares me okay that's the one where i hope we come out clean you know what i'm saying we come out injury free because it kind of gives me the old Battle of the Bones memory of us playing Southern Miss back in the 70s and the 80s, you know. And that's the game. And then Temple, of course, is another one. What I do love is you guys' confidence in the Tigers because I got them going 10 and 2, okay? I have them going 10 and 2, and you guys went 11 and 1. But isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that we're talking that kind of language nowadays? That's yeah, 11 and 10 and 2. I mean, yeah, good great, Brian, when I met you, we were – hey, Brian, back when I met, first started talking to you on Facebook and everything else, we were lucky to go 2-10. and 10. You know, so, you know, it's, they've done an amazing job through all the new coaching changes and, and the staff and the athletic department changes and, and everything else. And if there's any Tiger fans out there wondering, I actually went by South Campus tonight and kind of – snuck around a little bit and wandered back there. And I don't know if you guys knew, but they've already cleared the field and stripped it down and getting ready to start digging those footings for our new indoor practice facility. Not the big building where all the recreation, not recreation, but all the rooms are and all that kind of stuff and all the coaches' offices are, but the actual indoor practice facility. That's been 40 years coming. This program has come not just on the our club, the player culture, and the university's culture, it's really changed. And isn't it exciting, guys, to really just be able to say, oh, my gosh, we got a chance to go 11-1, 10-2, possibly 12-0. But I really think that the Navy game is going to be a, 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 a tough game for us. I'm hoping that we come out and, you know, come out of this injury-free, you know. And then Temple, you know, y'all said the Temple's defense, Temple's, Temple's tough, Okay. I don't think I'm not too worried about uh, Houston down there. I mean, you know, I think we'll just well, I just think we'll just roll all over them. But um, you know, the the um, the biggest thing to me is is guys, y'all are doing a really good job. I'm super proud of hearing these blogs and and seeing all the activity going on and the excitement around the football program. And you know, Brian, you know the offer's open, baby. Anytime you want to slide on the mento, you got a room to stay, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I may have to so, do that. It's getting cold up here. I mean, it's supposed to be in the uh, upper 40s up here in New York. Here, brother. Uh, <laughs> we got to get you down here, brother. I tried to get you from East Tennessee, but, I, I, you know, it, it just didn't work out. 
But the reason I'm so excited, and I just want you guys to know, Brian, I think you know this, the reason I'm so pumped is this going to be my first year in five years where I've been able to go to all the home games here in Memphis, and I might be able to get to travel a little bit. I'm not for sure yet, but I might be able to go do some traveling. I was in Chicago for four and a half, almost five years, and it was very tough, you know, when you're living out of town. And I love what you guys are doing because it reaches out to everybody, right? Y'all, Isaac, you do a great job pushing this through Twitter, okay? And and, oh, and people it, seeing man. that on Twitter, I've got Really, you know, and I'm hoping people out there really latch on to this, especially because you can get it anywhere in the country. Heck, you can get this anywhere in the world, you know. And, you know, that's the that's the key, you know, is getting that Tiger name out there, pushing the excitement that we have going on in here in Memphis, and just becoming infestuous. You know, I didn't really have that much in Chicago, okay? I was working a lot, but I didn't have that much in. I'd check in on Facebook and, you know, try to listen to it. i try to go in on the radio thing on the jigger and on the Internet and try to listen to the game and that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's I'm just pumped. I am just so pumped up. I'm pumped up for you guys. Y'all keep doing a good job. I'm going to take up all your shows, so I'm going to shut up and get off the phone. <laughs> Y'all have a great one. Love you guys, okay? I mean, take care, Ryan. Great call, man. Thanks, Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank Rod for calling in. Great call. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it it is amazing, man. When you you look back for for several years of what it pro, what this program was to to what it is now, uh, and, and I think it, it's gonna the arrow still pointed up. I think there's even higher higher level this program can get to, and it is amazing to, to look back even seven eight years ago uh, what where this program was, where it is now. The the, the IPF is going up. That's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be really really great for. For recruiting, um, I, it's just it's just fun, man. It's fun to cover, fun to be a fan, and fun to be a part of everything that's going on over there at the, the university. And I think it's going to be a big year. I think this could be the year that they finally break through and uh, get, get win that AEC championship game. Um, and, and have fun with that. Be uh, possible, possible Cotton Bowl be it. That would be fantastic. Uh, what, what are you? What are your guys' thoughts on that? Hmm. I, you know, I. Um... I, I I guess the old player in me, you know, let's take it one game at a time. Don't try to get too far ahead. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I really want to see the early part of the season. If the early part of the season plays out like we're thinking, you know, um, and maybe on a roll, anything's possible, guys. Anything's possible. Um, I, I I I despise. Way the end of the season with with see it was it was supposed to be Cincinnati UCF USF and then Houston but Houston doesn't want to play a Black Friday game at home the conference wants the Memphis Houston game to be the last game of the season every year and Houston doesn't want to play a Black Friday game at home it's I, I guys I I I'm you know I don't know I don't know what's going on down there. So, um, but that's that's just the way it is, and and so we end up where we are with Cincinnati being the last game of the season, and and like you said, Isaac, I, I can see this playing out exactly the way you just said, and maybe it was Brian said, but I think it was you, Isaac. We play them at home, have to beat them to get to the championship game, then got to go over there and beat them at their place yeah. again to win it. Well, I mean, hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say you can't do it, but I'm just going to say it, it, it's, it's probably not going to do that. 
I mean, I mean, people forget like that that team. Well, they won ten or eleven games last year, Cincinnati. And 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 Brian, you know better than I do, but I think they got everybody coming back. Basically, they do have a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, there was there was a thought that Fickle might end up in West Virginia, right? I mean, there was a thought yeah. he might end up with that job. That's how yeah, they were season they had last year. Yeah, they had eleven and two, and they have uh, seven on offense, seven on defense. Starters coming back. I mean, yeah, Michael low- Warren the second, the running, yeah, Michael Warren the second, the running back is fantastic. That, I mean, he's that hard dude to deal with quarterback. Is, like, Ritter, he's going to play on good. Sunday. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no doubt about it. What, what, Warren, for people that don't know, Warren, I believe, was the second leading rusher in the AAC last year. Am I correct on that? I believe so. He was up um, there. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, definitely up there. Yeah. Right, right, right behind some guy named Henderson. I mean, and he was electric, electric. I mean, this is. So I say all this just as a way of saying, you're right, Isaac. That could happen. But I could see that playing out exactly the way you just said it. And then you're just like, oh, my God, we just made three straight AAC championship games, and we haven't won one yet, <laughs> which would just suck. <laughs> no, it would. Now, we gave our offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, newcomer of the year. We, you know, we have that on the, uh, on the article. But, Larry, let's, uh, let's, uh, uh, let's – what's that you? Offensive player of the okay. year, if you had to pick one. Now, just to refresh everybody, if they haven't uh, read the article, I picked Patrick Taylor. Isaac picked Patrick Taylor, and uh, Mitch, a contributor as well, he picked uh, Coxie, Demonte Coxie. Who do you think the offensive player of the year would be? Brady White. I, I almost went with him. And I think he's, and I think he's going to have <laughs> a better year than than everybody thinks. Um, Isaac, I, I I I can't. I don't know that you've been to practice, but I, I'm sure you have. I've been to a couple of practices. Um, kid, the kid is throwing darts all over the field on the run. He's just playing really well. Um, yeah, he seen, he has looked good. He's looked very good, guys. I I I fully went into the spring thinking that McBride would take that spot from him. I did. Um, I told my wife before spring, I was like, Freddie McBride's going to be the starter coming out of spring. I really felt like um, that's how it would go. That I just thought that Brady, I thought Brady McBride had a better better arm, and would with with a little bit more experience, uh, would be. Boy, was I wrong, and I mean it wasn't close. It wasn't even close to close. Um, yeah. Brady White took control from the beginning and never looked. Um, and by the way, I think McBride's going to be awesome at Texas State. Good, you know, uh, that's this is a, a little bit different from David Moore's situation. Where yeah. Um, yeah. His, his dad, his dad was deeply involved in this. I don't think I'm, I'm breaking news here, um, but his dad clearly had, unlike David Moore, who's, who's whoever was advising him, didn't really know anybody. <laughs> Apparently, you know, his dad actually did have some contacts and got him. A good landing spot. Texas State is a is a, is a good program. Um, so I think David Moore is at where's he at? Somewhere Michigan. up in Michigan, right? Central, yeah, Central. yeah, somewhere in Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. I think it's single, man. Central Michigan, yeah. That's in Ypsilanti, by the way. Go look up how to spell that. I guarantee <laughs> David Moore doesn't 
know how to spell it right now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I say all that as a way of saying that I think Brady White is going to be a surprise to everybody. I really, I would, I definitely agree. Yeah, I would, Moving I, on I, to the defensive yeah. side, what do you think? As you think, refreshing. Uh, if you haven't oh, read yeah, the article for folks, before the last time, who did that take? Yep, Mitch took T.J. Carter. I mean, that's a that's a good choice. Isaac chose uh, Bryce Huff, and I thought Austin Hall because I think in this defensive system with uh, Coach Fuller, I think Hall's going to have a fantastic year. Yeah, I love I love the pair. Yeah, I picked. We all picked a picked a different guy. I like that. Well, on on. I really want to say Hart, but I don't think that's going to happen. I just, I think he's solid. <laughs> he's just not flashy. Yeah. It's going to be Austin Hall. And, 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 and I say that because I just think Austin Hall, the way this defense is set up, he's going to make every play. It's, um, I'm just Love telling you he will. Yeah. Well, and, and see, and I said we were going to talk about going to the four three, so let's let's talk about that real fast. So you go from the three four to the four three, and what Austin will be doing is is exactly <laughs> the type of position that he's made for, which is like the the monster man or the the four, you know, whatever. It's that hybrid safety linebacker, which is exactly what he's perfect for. And mm-hmm. if, if he doesn't get hurt. I think he'll lead the team in tackles this year. I really do. And yeah, then I mean, I the last go wrong. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of those guys. I, I, can, I mean, this, no, 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 I, right. I'm excited about this defense. I'm sorry. I'm, ex- I'm excited about this defense. I've been talking about it all summer. But, I, I, I mean, there's just so much talent across the board. Depth is fantastic as well. But uh, go ahead, Brian. Now, you've seen in practice, Larry, don't you think, uh, you know, just forecasting a little bit, don't you think this would be the Tigers' best defense since, what, the – was it 15 years that Barry Odom was the defensive coordinator and they were ranked, what, 39th or somewhere around there? I, I, yeah. You know, they, it's it, it's you know, more pretty good. Well, here's what I thought. And, I, I, you know, this is how we start talking about football right after Memorial Day. And so, so Maddox and I got together. I can't remember. It was it was in June or so, and we were just talking, just just talking. And I just kind of said, and and I've been thinking about this for a long time. I think that one of the problems that Memphis had with the three four was a. In order to run that, you gotta have four hell of linebackers. I mean, just just tremendous. They've got to be extremely talented can fly from one side of the field to the other and, and make tackles, you know, in, in space. The 4-3 the is different. If for one thing, a lot of the teams in the city run a 4-3. And so when the kids that are from Memphis and, and from the South in general get here, they've already run that 4-3. They've been doing that for a long time. So, you know, let's say you're a middle linebacker 4-3 at Mitchell. Or, or Whitehaven, and you come and you play middle linebacker at Memphis in a, in, in a 4-3, well, yeah, everything's bigger and faster, but it's basically the same position. But when yeah. you're running the 3-4, all of a sudden now, you are expected to do things that you weren't doing in high school. 
I think these kids, it's it's gonna ju- they're gonna take to it like ducks to water. I really do. I I, I I felt that from the beginning, and I think they will. You'll see a bunch of kids out there just playing, not thinking, but reacting. And that's what you have to have as a defense. Um, I can only tell you, like for myself, that by the time I was a senior. I didn't – I'd go into a game, yeah, we, we, we'd have tendencies. we know what plays that we're going to run, blah, 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 blah. But, but, by the end of the, but by the, you know, by the end of it, I'm reading and reacting. I'm not thinking. When you get to that point, which I'm hoping, and I really believe that. I think that's what you're going to see this year. I think you're going to see a bunch of kids just reacting, and that's when the defense is at its best. So, yeah, Brian, I think this could be the best defense since, since 15. Yeah, that I mean, that, that – that, that was the second to last year under Fuente, and the, I think I that was the, we, we won the a, AAC. We tied for the AAC champions. So yeah, I, I think that's probably what you'll see. And your last category, yeah. they'll be good. Yeah, last category we had was newcomer of the year. Uh, Mitch and Isaac chose Everett Cunningham, which is a fantastic choice. I chose uh, Trivion Samuel, and I think that may be where you go too, because he's a he's a he's a heck of an athlete. <laughs> I mean, he is, man. He can fly. He can fly. I mean, he's oh. he's like he's like Tony Pollard and Daryl Henderson. If those two had a, had a, like an offspring together, it would be child. Yeah, yes. I mean, he just he he's both of those guys on steroids. Yeah, he just he's fantastic. Man, he's, I, I so I went the first time I'd gone to practice. I texted Brian, and I was like. Who in the world is this guy? <laughs> um, so the story behind that is I, I, I was sitting kind of, and it was a rainy, it was a really rainy day, and um, I, so I was kind of sitting under a tree, kind of watching. They were on the grass field, and um, they were they were running some skelly, which is seven on seven. Because those are on the skelly, it's skeleton, which is seven on seven when you have. Uh, DBs and running backs and quarterbacks and wide receivers and th- no doubt da- no linemen and this kid Samuel comes out of the backfield I think it was in the slot and caught a ball and Carter is coming at an angle and he w- this kid just went ignited and just went straight down the sidelines and Carter just like stopped it was like it's not happening. And I mean, I was like, "My God, there is speed!" And then there's, holy cow, speed! Like, you know, and this kid's got that. He's faster. I think he's faster than Gainwell. I know he is. He's faster than Watkins. He is electric. Um, he was also returning kicks. I saw him returning some kicks back with Pop. Um, you know, this kid is going to make some plays this year. I, I, I that's my pick. You know, Samuel, Trayvon Samuel, and my, he's a kid. He transferred from Louisville, right? That's where Louisville. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, just an incredible. And he was a Troy too, right? I think he was Troy and Louisville. I mean, he's just incredible. I, that was if he's if he doesn't make plays this year, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I mean he he's fantastic. He definitely definitely won the, the buzz out of camp award. Everybody's talking about about this kid. Uh, I think he he's gonna make plays. He's, I mean that's speed, man. I mean to have a guy that 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 has that ability, it's gonna be fun. Uh, I'm excited about him and Pop. I think Pop's gonna have a big year 
as well. Uh, so, I mean, they got talent uh, on on this roster. No, you lose Daryl Henderson, you lose Tony Pollard, but they got a lot of guys on on this roster that can play at the running back position. You talking about guys like King, uh, Gainwell, Watkins, uh, Tim Taylor, uh, of course, Patrick Taylor, the big big bruiser in there. Uh, the tight ends, you Magnifico, Dykes. I mean, Brady White has a lot of weapons at his disposal, and and Larry thinks he's going to be offensive player of the year, man. I, I'd love to see it. I do. I, I'd love for him to, to have that, that big of a year. Cause if, I think if he does that, I think we're we're talking about something really special here. No. I, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll add one more thing. Who do you guys think is going to end up being the second wide I know that he's playing second wide receiver, but who do you guys think is going to actually be the guy who's the second go-to receiver? After Coxie, so and then for me, uh, I, I who I want and I think will uh, will do is Kadarian Jones. I mean, I, I think yeah. he needs to be more consistent, but he's the first one that pops into mind that will. I mean, because Samuel, I mean, he, he's that Pollard role. He's not going to be, you know, he's not going to line up right. at wide receiver every single time. Right. So I'm, I'm I'm keeping him out of this equation. But uh, yeah, for me, Kadarian Jones. Um, I mean, there's but there's some other guys that that are able to step up. Uh, Antonio Gibson, you know, I thought would be yeah. you know more than he was last year. But yeah, um, I was high on him last year as well. Yeah, someone needs to step it up. That Taj Washington. I mean, if the other guys, but he's not he's not that tall wide receiver that uh, you know that you would like. But yeah, Kadarian Jones, six one, one ninety one. You know, I, I think out of the, the wide receiver group, he's the one that uh, will step up as the number two guy. If not him, it'd be yeah, him, I, but I, I, you know, but I think Jones will do it. Yeah, I agree with Brian. I think Darren Jones is the guy that I think it, it has to be him. It really needs to be him. Um, I, I think he has, again, he needs to show that consistency. But you see at times where he, you see him make some plays that are fantastic. Uh, he just has to be more consistent with it. But I think he needs to be that guy, uh, that second receiver. Antonio Gibson was a guy I was really, really high on going into to last season, and he kind of disappointed a little bit. I had high hopes for him, but I think he has the talent. Uh, it's, a lot of these guys just have to continue to show consistency, but uh, Kadarian Jones, I think, is a guy that it needs to be, and hopefully it is him. Uh, I know Pop will make some plays out there and be kind of a, kind of a safety valve, I guess, sometimes at times for, for Brady White, but Kadarian Jones is, is the guy that I pick as well. Who do you have, Oh, um, if it's if it's not Jones, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I've watched Gibson, and I, I gotta tell you, Isaac, his route running is not good. Yeah, um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's it, sloppy. It, it's sloppy, and so for those who don't know, like when you run the route, that's the, the critical thing to getting the you want to turn the hips of, of the defensive back. Get him moving, and then you make your turn when he's got his hips turned, and and his route running is just not crisp enough. Not not for the guys that, that play in, in in the AAC. He's just he, he he doesn't get enough separation. I mean Brady. And that was good, a big but, problem last year with uh, everyone except for Coxie. I, I'm, in my yeah. opinion, yeah, I think yeah, every wide no, receiver right. not named Coxie had a problem yeah. with yeah. separation. Yeah, they just no, weren't getting open. There was no separation. It was just a, and and separation. Of the words, I'm sorry. I, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Like he, he he just wasn't. And and it got to the point where like Brady wouldn't even look his way. When you get to that point, like you're not you're not doing anybody any good on the field. 
because now you've cut off half the field. So mm-hmm. yeah, you got to have to have. I mean, it's, if it's not Jones, like we're in trouble. Um, and I think Coach Coach yeah. Simon is a big improvement, uh, and I, you know he's. I think he has more experience than the, than the previous wide receiver coach, and I, I think you know it'll pay dividends this year. Yeah, um, a couple more. I know we run a little bit long. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Wrap up here. I want to uh, want to ask you guys when you look at the team overall, what position group are you most confident in, and what position group do you have the the, the most question marks about? I would start with start with Larry. Most confident in. It's, it's actually two groups. I'm most confident in the running backs, and I'm most confident in the uh, linebacking core. I, I feel very strong that both of those guys, both those <laughs> those sections, are going to are going to play very well this year. Least that was, confident that was my in the offense. Yeah, least confident would be the offensive line. Um, it's not that we don't have talent there. And it's not that they don't have reps. It's that I want to see those reps turn into positive plays. I, I, one of the things that struck me when I was at practice was how big our offensive line was. They're just enormous. They're just enormous. Like, I, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's bigger than any offensive line I can remember. There mm-hmm. is no reason why we shouldn't run the football on anybody. Literally, like if these guys just lay on somebody, you should be able to move forward. Um, I mean, there's no reason why we don't run the football. Um, can they pass block? I have no idea. I mean, legitimately, I, I li- literally have no idea. I haven't been to any of the scrimmages, um, but the reports I got was the first scrimmage, the defensive line kicked their ass. The second, yeah, I heard the same I heard thing. But the second one I heard, okay, they regrouped. They looked really good. They, I mean, they rebounded. And um, they did a, a much better job. So I'm hoping that we're going to see, Mark, you know, see that defense, that offensive line. But that's the one I'm least confident of. Yeah, same here. Uh, if I had to pick one on the defensive side, I'd say, you know, the, uh, the safeties. But, yeah, offensive Thanks, line. Yeah. I mean, the, the, definitely the talent's there. Uh, size is there. Uh, is a six eight? Uh, well, Scotty Dill's six seven. I mean, the size is there. They they have some experience, but uh, I mean, when you're really in that pressure situation, uh, I think Dustin Woodard moving to center is a big help. You know, uh, calling out uh, you know assignments and things like that. But uh, you really want to see it in practice, in motion during during the game. Uh, they have a big test coming up, and if they if they if the offensive line plays well from the get go, I mean that would be obviously fantastic for Memphis. But uh, I mean, they really need to you know hit the ground running because uh, you don't want to, you don't want to have an ongoing issue with the offensive line as we see what a couple of years ago where it was just like. Mm. You know, just problems. You know, every other game, it was just uh, you know, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. But they, hopefully, they get better and improve each game, and I think they will. But they they just haven't been tested yet, and uh, they get a huge test. You know, game one. Yeah, for for me as a running back, uh, just like you guys said, I mean, they can go four or five guys deep there. I think uh, they're going to be tremendous. Like you can bring different guys in with different skill sets that can 
can do different things. I, I love the depth there at running back. Uh, Got to look at the offensive line, like you guys mentioned. Uh, you have some experience there, guys coming back, Dylan Parham and uh, Woodard moving over to center. Uh, you got some new starters in there, but uh, Obina Ize, uh there at tackle. But these guys can play. Sadie Deal, but he said six, seven, big old guys in there. I, I think you just have to see it. Uh, kind of like Brian. Said, I'm so old. I remember. I'm so unit. old. I remember when Scotty's dad played head coaches. So that's that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, on the defensive on the deep, defensive side of the football, Brian kind of mentioned the safeties, and I agree. I think that would be the, the the position that I'm most concerned about. I mean, you got some talent there. It's just consistency. I mean, you got Tyrez Lindsey, uh, Leandre Thomas, Sanchez Blake, Carlito Gonzalez. I mean, they, these guys can play. They just at times just don't. They, Sort of consistent. You'll see them make they great plays, and then they'll make some guys. bonehead plays. They yeah, were misused, I agree with that. Guys, they, they, they were misused last year. I, 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 you go back. I actually, I'm insane. I, I had all the games taped, or most of them taped, and I watched uh, about March or April. Nancy, and so I just go back and watch the games. Why not? And one of the things that I, I did remember is that that our safeties. Were, they were playing like off offset, and so and what that mm-hmm. means is uh, so you, you you were shaded to one side of the field, yeah. and so and so a lot of times the DB the, the, the wide receivers would uh, come across the field and the safety would then have to chase him, and instead of being set in like a two deep cover, which is a more normal set, um, like what they were trying to do was cover up for the run. On one side, uh, which they did, we we did a good job, but then we got burned in the passing game, and you saw that um, consistently last year. So unfortunately, but anyway, that's <laughs> real quick, run through the the AAC Week One games to get uh, you guys predictions for the Ole Miss game before we get out of here. Uh, starts off on Thursday night, man. Got some some early AAC games. First game, big one: UCLA at Cincinnati at 6 p.m. on ESPN Ooh. on Thursday night, Cincinnati. Three point favorite. Uh, it's an interesting game. Uh, first off, I'll start with Larry. Who, who you got in this one? I think Cincinnati's going to win this game. They they won it last year at UCLA. I I, I don't think UCLA is a whole lot better, to be honest with you. And um, I I I think this again, Chip Kelly. It it, it takes a, takes a while to get guys in to play your system, and um, uh, I think Cincinnati wins this game straight up. I do. I mean, yeah, same here. Too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm really <laughs> excited not, not about this. Gambler, but you know, hey. yeah, Especially, <laughs> it should be a, a good, exciting game. Uh, you know, the Cincy crowd uh, will, will be uh, will be loud, and I, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be a close game. I think by the end of it, Cincy will probably uh, win at least by two to three touchdowns. Yeah, I, I think this is a great game to to, to kind of kick off the the AEC slate. I think. I think it'll be a close game early. Like I said, like Brian said, I think Cincinnati will pull away late. I think they'll definitely cover. Uh, I say Cincinnati wins it by, I'll say two touchdowns. I'll say Cincinnati gets a 14-point win. Uh, moving on, Wagner at uh, UConn, uh, the team that uh, the defectors, I'll call them, uh, 6 p.m. ESPN3. Uh, UConn is a 10.5-point favorite. They won't won't see a line like that much uh, this year, but I think they take advantage when they get a chance, and I think we all – We'll probably agree that UConn get this game, but let, let's see. What do you guys think? I, you know, I think they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, 
Um, yeah, UConn should win this game. I mean, I, I what have they got coming back? God bless them. I, you know. I know. It's so bad that you just never know. But I, it, I think it, that, it, they well, should be taking a Wagner at home. If it was at Wagner, I think I might go Wagner. <laughs> I, I saw. I actually saw this on on. Uh, I can't remember if I was in Tampa or if I was in Orlando, but this was hilarious. It was they were they were previewing the season, um, back in like July. They said the good news for UConn is they got most of their players coming back. The bad news for UConn is they got most of their players coming. Back. <laughs> most of their players coming back. <laughs> yeah. So UConn just win, but I don't. I I have no idea. <laughs> if UConn loses this game, they just should shut it down. Seriously, I mean yeah. Wagner is shut not very good. They only won four games, uh, I think, last year. I mean. When they played, like they played Syracuse, and just, man, lost by I think you know fifty two or fifty points, something like that. So yeah, they should just shut it down if they lose. They should, UConn should win. <laughs> if not, that's yeah, it's going to be pathetic. Yeah, it's kind of kind of embarrassing that they only only favored by ten and a half at home against Wagner, but uh, they're 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 that bad. So uh, yeah, that's that's pretty I would, bad. I but wouldn't lay also, those points. I'm telling you, I would not <laughs> lay those points. Also on Thursday night, uh, Florida A&M at UCF, 6.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Man, big number on this one, man. The Knights are a 43-and-a-half point favorite. I think we all agree they'll win this game, but do they cover? Uh, What do you think, Larry? Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, Heupel's going to want to – Heupel's going to want to show that, you know, I think they show out. Yeah. Yeah, they cover. Yeah, I think so too. Also, uh, it's an interesting game on Thursday night. Florida International traveling to Knowledge to take on Tulane. This was at 7 p.m. Uh, I wish this was on regular. It's on ESPN three. Uh, Tulane is a only a two point favorite um, at home. I, I think this is a interesting game, and I'm going to make my pick. I, I actually, I think Florida International gets upset. Um, I, I love what again I mentioned this mm. earlier. I love what really Fritz, Fritz is doing down there, but. I, I think I think Florida International gets a get the road upset to open the season. What do you think? You get beat by Florida International House of Pancakes. That's a bad start. Um, <laughs> Man, the only the only two point favorite. I I think Tulane wins the game. They, two Tulane's front seven is pretty good, and and and, they and they've got most of their they got most of their skilled guys coming back. Um, I you know I'll. If I use, I mean, hey, look, Bush Davis is a good coach, and 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 he yeah. he he can, I mean, uh, recruit with the best of them. So I mean, um, you know, but yeah, Tulane should win that game. If Tulane is what we think, you know, on the trajectory that we think they're on, they win this game. Yeah, they should win. I think it'll be close. Uh, Florida International. I mean, they what won nine, ten games last year. Eight, yeah, no, eight, yeah. I think. nine. Um, eight, so, eight, yeah. Eight games. I mean, they played Indiana tough. They they lost by ten against uh, Indiana when they played at Miami. It was thirty one seventeen. So I think they can play Temp uh, or Tulane tough, but Tulane should win this game. Hey, moving on to to Friday, uh, Tulsa at number eighteen Michigan State, six p.m. Florida FS one. Michigan State twenty two and a half point favorite. Michigan State takes care of business in this one. I don't think any much much question about this one. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Play the point. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, uh, next game, uh, uh, go ahead. That's going to be ugly, man. That's going to be so oh, ugly. Yeah. That's, oh, God. <laughs> uh, we've got 19-ranked Wisconsin traveling to Tampa to take on South Florida. Uh, 6 p.m. ESPN, Wisconsin, 13-point favorite. Uh, I, I think Wisconsin takes care of business on the road. Uh, what, what say you got? I, you know, this is a really interesting game because – It is uh, an interesting with, game, though. Yeah, and here's why. Because Wisconsin is never, ever going to just come out – watch them do it this week. But generally, they don't come out <laughs> – and just light you up. It's not going to be 42 nothing at the half. Um, it just, they're going to run the ball. It's ball control. I mean, now it may be 24 to nothing, but, but, but generally, like, you're going to be in the game. And, and that's where, if you're USF, like, you can be in position to steal one. I wouldn't lay the points here. I wouldn't. Um, I think USF covers. I don't know that they win. In fact, I don't think they win. But 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 we're gonna see if they get obliterated in this game, that could really be a bad sign for the for this season for USL. Yeah, I definitely yeah, think that will get the wheels in motion yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think Wisconsin wins, and I think this is. I know it's game one, but I think this will tell you a lot about how South Florida's season goes. If they can hang in there, I think then we'll be like, okay, South Florida, you know, will be you know will be what they were the first half of the, of, you know, last season. But if they get just totally blown out, they don't look good. I'm like, okay, then, then, you know, you're on that, you, you lost seven games in a row now, um, you know, going dating back to last season. And yeah, it just, it's not going to be good. Uh, but I, I do think it'll be a close one. And, but yeah, I think, well, not, not close, close for a while, but yeah, Wisconsin will end up, you know, winning this pretty easily. Right. Yeah, moving on to Saturday, and I'm going to skip the old Miss game when we save that one for last. Uh, ECU at North Carolina State, 11 a.m., ACC Network, uh, NC State, 16.5-point favorite. I don't think there's going to be much drama in this one. Uh, I think NC State takes care of business at home. What do you guys think? I don't even know who coaches East Carolina now. That's the truth. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could, I know who should be I coaching. Mean, I know who's wrong, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, who should be going? Yeah. But but anyway, I'm and, and I wish it was still Scotty Montgomery just for the sake of Memphis. But anyway <laughs> Um But regardless of that, uh, no, this this is a this is a no drama. I mean ECU has got very little talent and so um this game is uh this is this is gonna be ugly, unfortunately, for uh, ECU. But I do think that better days are ahead because that's a that's a program with a lot of history, and they can recruit up there. There's no reason why they can't get players. Um, they've just been poorly coached. No, I agree. Uh, yeah, back in the yeah, Ruffin, 90s? Ruffin McNeil, McNeil yeah. should still be there. No question. Oh, I, yeah, I, 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 yes. I still don't understand that one. Was it, was it the 90s or 2000s that East Carolina was playing uh, Miami tough? Um, they had some series going, and I think it was Miami. But, uh, yeah, it's I just a program that – he was there forever, and and, the, yeah. and and that was another situation where they fired him kind of out of the blue, and 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 it took until they got Skip Holt before they were even relevant again. I mean, it's just anyway, anyway. Yeah, NC NC State by by a large margin, twenty one. Yeah, uh, I think that's a, that's going to be a pretty. 
pretty pretty easy one out there. I think we all agree there. Now, uh, another game, next game, uh, Bucknell and Temple, 2 p.m. on ESPN3. Now, uh, we saw Temple earlier this season lose, drop two games, lost to Villanova at home, lost to Buffalo. Uh, but I, I don't think that happens this year. I think they, they take care of business, and I, I think they, they beat Bucknell. What do you guys think? Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got Holy Cross at Navy, 2.30 p.m., CBS Sports Network. Navy, 20.5-point favorite. I'm going with, with Navy, of course. I know I'm sure you guys are, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Navy should, and I'll tell you something. Um, that, that's a situation where Navy is – I think Navy will come out and make a statement because they got really manhandled the last half of, of last season. And um, especially the Army uh, game when they just got yeah, I mean, they they were they were bad. Yeah, maybe maybe by a large margin. Uh, next game, I think this is an interesting one uh, to me at least. Uh, SMU at Arkansas State, uh, six p.m. This is going to be on ESPN Plus. Uh, Arkansas Where's State only a two and a half point. Is, is that Arkansas? It's in Jonesboro. Uh, Arkansas State's a two and a half point favorite. And I'm. What time is that game? Uh, is it? 6 p.m. on Saturday, uh, ESPN Plus. So, uh, you know what I'm thinking, though. You know what I'm, you know what I'm thinking, <laughs> what, though. What, you going to make the ride over there? Yeah, I think, I think after the Memphis game, sober up a little and, and, and make the ride. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, go, go ahead. Uh, I'm just curious. I, I was going to say, I, I think it's going to be a good game. I, I'm – yeah, I, I think SMU wins the game. Uh, Arkansas is a two and a half point favorite. Arkansas State's a two and a half point favorite at home, but I think I think SMU wins the game. What, what do you think? Well, uh, I, I, go ahead, Larry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go I was, was going to say this one is just it's intriguing because I think the There's Arkansas be a lot of State forward. players will be fired up because of you know the uh, you know the coach's wife you know died of cancer. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this yeah. is going to be a heartfelt. I think they're really. I think they play, uh, you know, uh, above you know their quote unquote pay grade. I think they'll be playing better than what they they are. But it can also go the other way. I mean, they could it could be a letdown. But I don't think that's the case. I'm actually no. going to this this. I think it'll be um, you know a close game. But I'm going to say Arkansas State. Uh, you know, with an upset. Hmm. This will be well, my upset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, I was going to say yeah, they're actually favored by two and a half. Yeah, oh, are they? Oh, okay, I thought SMU was yeah. favored. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. You know, with, with, with Blake Anderson and his and, – and, and first of all, to, to if any of Arkansas State fans and his family, you know, God bless you guys. You guys went mm-hmm. through hell. They went through hell. And, and um, I'm, I'm really – just talk. Anybody that's been through that knows. Um, and he's on a leave of absence. He's not going to be coaching, um, as far as I know. Like, he may have come back, but my understanding is he's going to be out for a couple of weeks to start the season. And, yeah, I, 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 I would be shocked, shocked if Arkansas State doesn't come out and fire it up. Now, there's two ways that can go, and Brian brought this up. So you come out fired up, and sometimes there can be a letdown, a mental letdown in the game. Um I would be surprised if Arkansas State loses, but if you see Arkansas State get a big lead and then SMU come back and win the game, that wouldn't shock me either. I'm going to go with Arkansas State simply because of the emotions, but um, I think it's going to be a close game. 
And I think it's going to be high scoring, too. Yeah, I think there's going to be take a lot the, of fourth scoring. Take the over. Game for sure. Take the over. Yeah, <laughs> no, no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, on Sunday, man, this is a interesting game for, for a couple reasons. Uh, Houston at uh, number four, Oklahoma, 6.30 p.m. ABC. Now, Oklahoma's a 24-and-a-half-point favorite, but the, what, the reason why I'm interested in this game because I take think – you you, you, you can learn something. <laughs> you can learn something about Houston from this game and, and see. I, I think Oklahoma wins the game, obviously, but if Houston doesn't get blown out, I think that kind of opens shows you the window a little bit of how good they'll be this season. So that's something I'm going to be well, watching. I pick Oklahoma to win the game, but I want to. I'd like to see what the final score is. I'm going to go a different route. Yes, mm. Oklahoma's going to win. It will not be a blowout. They will not look good. And this will be the beginning of the end of the Jalen Hurts era. Wow. He's not a good passer. Right. Yeah. I agree. Passer, I agree. I, I definitely think he's if overrated. You're not, if, you're, if you're not a good passer in that offense, it, it, look, what, what made Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray great was that they were accurate passers with strong arms. He's not. He's none of that. People go. He played great in the SEC championship game. <laughs> well, first of all, Judy is the best wide receiver in the country, and it ain't close. Judy was wide open. I could have passed it to him. And and lastly, um, Georgia was toasted by the end of that game. So I don't want to hear it. I think I think I, I, I'll say it right now. If Jalen Hurts makes it to the to the Texas game, that that'll be it. After that, they'll go to the they'll, they'll go to the freshman. But anyway, that's a whole different sort of a whole different day, day. This game, yeah, they win. They ain't going to cover. So take the points. And in fact, I, I I take the under. Another sneaky part to this is Holkerson coached in the Big Big Twelve for a long time, mm-hmm. a long time, and he knows that defense and that offense. And that makes a difference. He knows how to scout them, and he knows how to prepare for them. I don't think they'll win, but, yes, this is going to be a good game. Yeah, yeah I really I think, think it's going to be a right. good game. I think it's going to be a close game. I, I think, um, you know, Oklahoma wins maybe by 10. I think it's going to be close. But, uh, yeah, very entertaining game. I think Lee can uh, change, you know, hands a couple of times, uh, quite a few times. But, yeah, Oklahoma, I, I feel Oklahoma will win it in the end. But very entertaining game. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they get anywhere close to the 24-and-a-half. Uh, I think it'll be be much closer than that because I, I think Houston is a good football team. De'Aaron King is going to be a, a terror again. <laughs> I talked about that earlier. Uh, but but I'm a big believer in, in his abilities. I hate hate it. I hate saying anything positive about Houston. But uh, anyway, that, that's my positivity for, for Houston tonight. But I do think they, they play play and play well in that game. I think Oklahoma wins something like what Brian said, 10, 12 points, something like that. But – uh, going back to, to Saturday, man, the, the game we've been waiting for, Memphis Ole Miss, 11 a.m., ABC, nasty televised game uh, from the Liberty Bowl. Uh, I want to get you guys score prediction and, and what are kind of some of the things you're going to be looking for um, in the game, starting with Larry. Um, I'm going to start with what I'm looking for. First thing I'm looking for is can we run the football consistently. Um, Taylor's not a, a breakaway runner the way – uh, Henderson was. Henderson was. So, but we saw Taylor be very effective against Missouri last year. And 
Um, I, I, I want to see us run the football consistently. I want to see us pass protect. I want to see us stay out of third and long. Um, I want to see us stay out of third down if possible. Um, I want to see us get off the field against Ole Miss. They're running uh, – we, we need to contain their little um, – uh, front wide receiver, I'm sorry, quarterback, who's just enormous. Uh, he, he's, he's a tiny little dude, but you've got to be able to do that. You've, that's just a huge part of the game, contain him. So I really want to see Memphis be able to, to execute that part of the game plan. Um, and then I want to see Brady execute the offense with proficiency. And if we do that, the only part of our team that scares me is, is our kicking game. It scares me. Um, and and I, I hope it doesn't come down to a field goal. I don't think it will. I, I legitimately don't. I think Memphis wins this game. I think Memphis probably gets up early. Ole Miss comes back. And, and makes it closer, um, but I'm going to say 34-24 Memphis. I, I, pretty close to what I have. I, I say Memphis uh, wins it uh, 38-28, and things I'm looking for, uh, yeah, just like uh, Larry, I want to see if Memphis, you know, that offensive line, if, if they can open up the holes. I want to see if they can pass block, but I'm really – you know, keeping my eye on the offensive line, but I'm also keeping an eye on the defensive line and linebackers. I, I want to see if they could, uh, and because Ole Miss has a, you know, pretty darn good uh, running back. I want to see, you know, how this new uh, defense looks uh, against, you know, a pretty decent team. I, I think they're not pretty decent as far as SEC is concerned, but if they played in the AAC, I think they'd be, you know, a pretty decent team. So, yeah, that's, that's a couple things I'm looking for, but yeah, I do see Memphis uh, winning 38-28. Yeah, so I'm very similar to you guys. Some of the same things I'm looking for. Uh, it's been much made about Brady White and, and his ability to throw the football downfield, but I'm, I'm going to be looking at the offensive line to see if they can give him a chance. Um, and, and again, pass protection, give him a chance to to, to, to kind of make the, the throws that he can make, uh, to keep him clean, uh, to, to see if he can make those throws. I'll definitely be watching that. I, I'm not as worried about the offensive line because I think some of the guys, even though they don't have a, as much experience, I think they're, they're talented. Is just seeing it in action, so I'll definitely be watching that. Patrick Taylor, um, how it, 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 the offense? Because again, Daryl Henderson was that home run hitter. Patrick Taylor's more of a, a bruiser, but we've seen him again. You still go back to the Missouri game and saw how well he ran there. I, I just want to see because it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same as, as we've seen over, over the last couple of years. It's going to be a little bit different. So I'll be watching that on the defensive side of football. Uh, the, 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 the defensive front put some pressure on on Cruel. Uh, with him coming in and, and, and kind of test them to see see what kind of cojones he has, uh, so to speak, uh, very early in the game. So I'll be watching that. And consistency from the safeties. I kind of talked about that being the kind of position group that, that, that I'm, I'm most concerned about. So uh, those are some of the things I'm going to be watching. And I'm going to go a little bit more high scoring. I say Memphis I say Memphis hangs 40 on them. Memphis wins 40 to 31. I think the line's at five and a half now. So I think we all agree that Memphis wins the game. I think it's should be fun. It's going to be a great atmosphere. I think we're going to, uh, you know, Ole Miss is going to bring their fans. Tiger Nation is going to come out strong, we know. So, should be fun. Anytime they, Memphis and Ole Miss get together, uh, old robbery, it, it should be fun, man. But uh, before we get out of here, any guy, you guys got any final thoughts? 
I've got one, and it's it's a game we haven't talked about, and I want everybody to watch the going to be an exciting season. Um, when's the last time that anybody was this excited, this hyped uh, for Memphis football? It seems like every year Mike Norvell is, you know, just, just up in the ante, um, you know, as far as expectations. Um, you know, I think fans have a, uh, have a right to, you know, expect, a, you know, them challenging for a conference championship. Uh, you know, Mike Norvell's done a, a fantastic job, and uh, he'll be right there for, uh, you know, a conference championship. It's going to be an exciting year, and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I I, I think the, the schedule sets up really well for Memphis. You look at these, uh, the, the the first several games, the Ole Miss game, I think uh, it, it's a good opener. I, I think you look at this game, it's a good, good mm-hmm. test to kind of kind of answer some of those questions. I mean, get, get the SEC yep. team. I know they're not as talented as a lot of the SEC teams are, the teams that have, come in here from the SEC, but I think it's a good measuring stick, and if they can win that one, I think they can get on a roll and, and, and their game at Temple again. I think that's going to be a pivotal game. Uh, if you can win all of those, man, you get go into those final three games yep. and, and see what happens, but I think it's going to be a great season. Uh, as Brian said, every year Mike Norvell up to the ante, they're recruiting is, is through the roof. They're doing a fantastic job over there, so it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a fun year, fun to cover. Uh, if, if, if you joined us late and you missed any of the podcast, you can go over to iTunes Tune in to Stitcher, uh, probably about, say, 20, 25 minutes after the program should be uh, uploaded there. And all our po- former podcasts are archived there as well. So, again, go over to iTunes, uh, iTunes, tune in to Stitcher, search Tiger Sports Report, um, and you'll find all those, all the podcasts there. TSR Live, this is episode 101, and you'll find all the previous episodes there as well. So, go over there, check that out, hit subscribe, and you'll be good to go. Uh, make sure you check out the TSR Live uh, press box pregame show coming up 9 a.m., on Saturday morning, uh, we'll take a take a look at the game uh, and, and all the sights and scenes going on around the Liberty Bowl. I'll come to you live from the press box, so that should be fun. Looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to another great season. We'll be right back here next Sunday, same time, 8 p.m., and hopefully discussing a big title hey, win Isaac. and going into the Southern game week two. Yeah. Hey, Isaac, real fast, uh, I'm, John and I are going to have Evie Van Pelt from the Rebel Walk on Tuesday night. She's going to be on to help yes. us preview the game, and that's Tuesday at seven o'clock. And we'll also be on Stitcher. And uh, I just wanted to, to drop that in, and she will be on to talk about the Rebels and their team. Hey, good Definitely stuff. Must good stuff, man. For any Tiger fan. Definitely, man. Look forward to it. Well, don't thank Larry. Thank Brian. Man, great podcast here tonight. And again, we'll be right back here next Sunday, eight p.m. Uh, Tiger again. Tiger pregame press box pregame show coming up live from the Liberty Bowl on. 
uh, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. So make sure you check that out. And until then, uh, it's been a great night. Thanks, guys. And we'll talk, talk to you on Saturday.